The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. And it's doggy style. I've got another puzzle for you. Oompa, loompa, doompa, doggy. If you are wise, you'll listen to gas, man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? A giant, hairy creature, part ape, part man. Indians call him Gas Man. Get, get, get a lick of this loving. Man, you got to check it out. It'll boogie woogie on your brain. Hate on me for making this song. Got gas on your mind. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. And my grandmother said to this woman, We're gonna do that gas thing? Yeah, we're gonna do the gas thing. Laugh out loud.
That's music from uh, from West Virginia. Is it West Virginia or Virginia? I think it's one of those places. It's on on the line is <laughs> I'm looking at you, Arthur. Like, tell me, help me. Uh, Sen- Senior is the name of the band, by the way. Val Yum is the singer of the band who I who I became uh, friends with. Uh, we met her a couple times out of South by Southwest and mm-hmm. and uh, out here in Phoenix, Arizona. And she had a band that was called The The The. Okay, the, that was the the. the the the. That was the name of the band. And then they changed it mm-hmm. to Senior, but it's just S R dot. I guess you could oh, say. Oh, okay, okay. So it's abbreviated Senior. So I'm just wondering, you know, and it's you know, name your band whatever you want to name them. That's fine. I don't care. But we have to explain the name of your band to someone. You know, that's more difficult. I think. So why go through that problem? Yeah, that that, that that's a little bit of little see, bit of work, you know. I'm I'm judging right now. I'm gonna guess that you like hip hop. Yeah, I like okay. hip hop. <laughs> All right, like so the smooth hip hop, not the you know. So give me some names of uh, some artists. Okay, so like I would say, uh, Little Brother. Right. That's a group of two artists: uh, Fonte, uh, Big Pooh, and then Ninth Wonder <laughs> was the producer. Ninth the Wonder. Ninth Wonder. Ninth Wonder. Uh huh. Okay. Um, see who else? Uh, Big Pooh. Yeah, Big like, Pooh. Rapper Big Pooh. P O O. Yep. Oh, P O. H. Oh, oh, not Poe? No, Poo. Poo? Mm-hmm. Like P-O-H. Poo. Okay. <laughs> P-O-H. He's no right. hefty, too. It goes with him. It goes, oh, okay, man, I got you. Man, they're amazing. He's, a, he's a cuddly bear? Cuddly bear, <laughs> yeah. I just want to snuggle up with him? He's He gets the girls in the wintertime. Like, <laughs> Does he? say that, yeah. <laughs> in the wintertime. <laughs> it's cuddle, cuddle nice, season. Man. Nice. Um, Let me see what's up. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, as far as, like, the names, like, uh, you know, like, oh, okay. I got a, you know I got what I'm saying? A good one. Comparing to what I'm like that. here, yeah. Okay, Big Crit. What? Big Crit. K dot R dot I dot T. Big dot. Crit? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he dots it. It's an acronym. Though. Yeah, it's an acronym. What's it mean? Uh, King Remembered in Time. He's, <laughs> he's dope. Man. Yeah. He's dope. I just saw out. a uh, a local show last mm-hmm. night on TV. And well, I can't remember the name of the the uh, artist or the rapper. Uh-huh. But it, the song was nothing but all you haters look at me like you know I'm 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 wearing Gucci. I, I got you know oh, money. Yeah. I got oh. all. The, it was all it was was yeah. just that. Just flaunting with like just what you flaunting. Have it. Yeah, well, you got nothing. Look what I got. It's yeah. all. It was a total, completely materialistic tune. Yeah. And Man. I and first of all, I was like, shame on this show for playing that kind of crap. Yeah. Like, why did you let him get on stage? <laughs> like, like, I mean, if you're not really promoting a good message, why promote them? Yeah. Yeah. You so know? true. It's so, like, is this what you want to be? looked at as right yeah exactly so i mean like right now like you can see you listen to hip-hop we're gonna get you know we'll talk about a lot of this throughout the show as Mm -hmm. well but um what is is what's the message these days Uh, i mean i don't really listen to it so i don't know what is being said is it still materialistic is that kind of on the outs like this guy's kind of trying to cling on to something that was like just maybe hey yo it's too late everyone's broke (laughs) (laughs) so if almost like an f you in a sense right for for flaunting this crap you know, I don't want to know your your. I got diamonds. I got you know. Yeah, I got diamonds. <laughs> I got cars. I got the yeah. girls. I'm gonna think of the name. I will maybe during the show. I'll try to see if I can find the songs. So there's now like the message. There's there's still a lot of songs about just materialistics, and um, you know materialistic things and just like just about being crazy, like doing stuff in the streets. You know. Right. But, but there's there's a handful of artists that are like really good, but that are just underground. Sure. That you know they'll talk about things that you can really relate to and you know turn it into a positive message. Right. I mean, like something meaningful. In yeah, a sense. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I know what Carl's probably chomping on the bit on this one here. Um, what's up, Carl? Carl the intern. I don't. I can't hear Carl the intern. Oh, Carl. 
So sign uh, language. Yeah. Sign language. Oh, no, there we go. All <laughs> right. <laughs> He's figured it out. Yeah. One one quick button. I By the way, he he took the Casey Jones train in to the uh, <laughs> studio today. Um, so what's your thoughts on that, real quick? Well, you know, I think the I don't think the message has changed. Um, I was just thinking, uh, you know, it's still about my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Word. You know. Mm-hmm. It, it's it. There's just a different way of talking about it. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's it's. You just you talk about the same thing. You just talk about it in the terms of today's world instead of yesterday's world. Yeah, but I remember like back in the day, at least in the '80s, you know, there was the rap battles and stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. Cool Mo D versus LL. Um, you know, you had a few other uh, names in the hat. Of I th- course, I think there was pure, pure, more pure or purer hip hop uh, back in that day too. Well, th- I don't know if it was called hip hop though back then. It was just rap. Well, like you well, know, like it was tribe, just, like to me, really Tribe Called Quest was hip hop. Like, okay, but what about like the Fat Boys? Mm. You know, bands like that. Remember, all that stuff was like jovial. You know, it was like yeah. it was a little more positive. Uh, Houdini had a lot of positive uh, songs. I mean, everything was like it was either funny or, or positive. Yeah. Well, I think you that's because the 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 gangster rap. Um, I can't. Um, it came out after genre. That. The gangster rap genre hadn't developed yet. Right. Yeah, it you know, that didn't really come around until N.W.A. and um, Ice Cube came out, and then mm-hmm. um, you yeah, know Snoop came along Snoop, and um, yeah. right. Warren G. and all those guys. So. Then the real came out. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the real then, rap came out. And then I think that style of rap from the gangster rap turned into, you know, that diamonds and hoes and bitches and mm-hmm. all that other stuff sometimes they talk about. Like, like right. to, to me personally, I think the difference between rap, like you said, like gangster rap, like, you know, there's gangster rap and then there's just rap, but it's still a little, little bit of gangster, you know. But hip hop is more like, like the backpacking, like, you know, skaters, cyphers, you know. Hanging yeah. out, challenging people, just checking my rhymes. You know, I want to check and see my rhymes are better than yours. Maybe with the backpackers. The kids that wear their backpacks all around like, and they're just, you know. You know taggers yeah. and stuff like that. Like, you know, people who weren't really, like, violent. Like, taggers, skaters. They're not gangster. You know, like, people who, who are, like, really into, like, poetry and things like that. Like, spoken you. word. You all know? right, I got you. More, well, like, you mellow type swag. Right. Even gangster rap back in the day with Snoop and N.W.A. and, and Dr. Dre and all those guys was much better. Mac Ten, much mm-hmm. much better than it is today. Oh yeah. Well, Arthur, I'm really glad you're with us here today because if it was just me and Carl talking about this, it would be very weird. <laughs> 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 all right, going global with gas, man. It's <laughs> the program Saturday afternoon. We're here till three. P.M. Pacific time, which means 4 p.m. our time as we broadcast in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, my name is Kevin Gassman, but of course you can call me Gas. It's all good. We have Carl, the intern and uh, comic comedian, uh, aspiring. You're on. The, you're on your rise. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, um, man. He's, trying. he's in the, uh, in the in the birthing stages in a sense because it's been like what six months for you. Six, seven yep. months? Se- yep, seven yeah. months. Yeah. yeah, but you're a returning champion for the show. Uh, so that's pretty cool. We're bringing him on. He was on with us a few, uh, about a month ago, maybe two months ago? Yeah, about two months. Yeah, okay. So you can check that uh, a show out archived as well. Um, and you can check out all the shows, basically, that are uh, broadcasted on this at this time are on the voiceamerica.com variety channel under the Going Global with Gas Man page. Uh, last week we had Heather Jones on with uh, comedian Mike Kennedy, and it was the dating show game. So (laughs) basically we just talked about, because Heather Jones wrote a book called, uh, it's called Fuck the Double Standard in Dating. Oh, oh, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, so we had a really good (laughs) conversation about being single in today's world, you know, and, you know, do you meet people in public, or do you, are you just strictly an online, like, I'm only going to hook up with girls online? You know what, I've met, I've met, like, a girl online before, and... I it, it, I don't think it's, it's not right for me. It may be right for other people, but 
not not for me. In person, it's much better. But You're right, exactly. I think so too. It's you still know? a gamble. But it's like I think sometimes I, I've. I mean, I'm sure the girl probably rejected me in this way. That's what Heather said. But it's <laughs> like, hey, can I get your number? Thing? Oh no, find me online. Yeah. I'm like what? Find you online? I don't even remember how to spell your name. <laughs> I don't know. It's so stupid, man. It's just it's just a weird new game you got to play and be a part of. And yeah, I, I just can't do it. I tried it, and I um I met a few people, which was really cool, you know. And you know, still in, in contact with a couple, which yeah. is fine, you know. Because sometimes you just meet people, and whatever it is, you make a nice connection. But um. For the most part, it's not anywhere where I'm going to be back on again. Yeah, it's oh, it's in person. No. It's retired huh? or, or Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is a little different. Oh, uh, we we uh, we uh, we can continue on to like all these different variations of where the show is going to be going today because I have no idea where it is. According to this conversation, <laughs> we're just going with the wind, and sometimes if you're upwind, it's better than being downwind when you're. Yeah. Going global with gas, man. You know what I'm saying? So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to be hanging out with you. And uh, a little bit later on, I'm going to get my friend coming in. He's an ex-swinger. Oh, he's an ex-swinger. An ex-swinger. He's lived the lifestyle of swinging. He just went cold turkey? You know, I'm not quite sure if he went, well, I guess eventually once you stop, you have that cold turkey, isn't it? Yeah. Unless you plan on leaving, I'm going to start (laughs) slowing down now. You know what I mean? So instead of uh, five house parties a week, it's going to be three house three, parties a yeah. week. Before you know it's one house party a week, and then he's, doing, he's whittling them off. Then I just drop off the condom. It makes it sound like a gang. Like, you, you have to, you know, you can't get out. Right, you're exactly. A lifer, sorry. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah, you are. I don't know. <laughs> it costs you something to get out, something very valuable. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, it's funny because those people aren't, you know, you can't, like, spot them out in public. You have no idea who the, who, who's no. in this lifestyle, you know? Yeah, it could you be know, your boss at work. Right. Yeah, it could be, <laughs> it could be the secretary. It could be the, <laughs> who knows? It could be the girl at the cash register at the Circle K. Yep. Could be the construction dude. God, I hope in. not. <laughs> Some of that could be a bad visual. I'm sorry to put that in your minds. Um, but uh, if somebody, if you got approached by someone in that lifestyle, Arthur, what would you do? I, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> now you want to go for it? No. If she was slammed, she's like, dude, I got a couple friends of mine. They're both girls. And we like the party. <laughs> oh, you know what? Then I kind of some things. <laughs> But you, <laughs> you know what? It's to me, sex is little. It can ruin the mind in some ways for some people. Some right. people aren't built mentally, you know, T- to handle all that. To kind handle of stuff. all that stuff, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. People go. I saw this story about like an officer and his wife and that and hit, hit their their little uh, friend and it went all bad. All bad. So it's officer. it's that fantasy I think guys have. You know, like I just want to have have a girl and we can bring another girl in and this and that and then the. Your girlfriend goes for it, and then you have that, and then all of a sudden it's just it's over. You know? Yeah, you're just like you, maybe it's a trust thing. Yep, you liked it too much, <laughs> girl. That was that wasn't cool. I guess it depends on where he where he came. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> How we'll, many ass slaps? We'll save that nastiness for a little bit later on, so uh, we can get that way here because we're voiceamerica.com. And like we mentioned before, is uh, this is the turn of the punch bowl of the, <laughs> yeah. of the network. Uh, but we play some amazing music, and uh, this band is called Joywave. And uh, they, I saw these guys when I was in uh, Buffalo back in um, early, was it early August? No, it must have been, I think, late July I was still there. And they had this festival. It was called Kerfuffle. And yeah. Joywave was there along with Big Data, which Joywave plays on a song with Big Data, and that's called Dangerous, which is like 
clearly one of my favorite songs like, yeah. of Good 2014. Tune. It's really one of my favorite. Isn't that a great tune, man? Very sure. Yeah, sure. and uh, this at Cage the Elephant, Congos were there. So it was a really cool show. I had a chance to see them. And uh, this is uh, Joy Wave. He's, he's like a, I think he's a solo dude. Mm. I think he's just by himself, but he goes by Joy Wave. I didn't really nice. get his real name, but I got a photo of him outside the bar we all went to after the show. Mm-hmm. He's just That's a random cool. picture of him out from, hey, dude. He's like, hey. <laughs> I didn't get myself in it. I don't do that. But uh, this one's called Tongues, and it's a pretty cool tune. It's very, uh, it's very synthetic, I should say. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess if you, you can, check it out. if you can follow my drift on that.
Mmm. I don't know why they call this stuff hamburger helper. It does just fine by itself, huh? Brand new stuff from one of my favorite bands here in Phoenix, Arizona. Fairy Bones is it the name of the band, <clears throat> and Whipping Boy is the name of that tune. Um, for some reason, I have the clean version, and I apologize. So I will try to get the dirty version. So like uh, you know, because we don't need to abide by those kind of things. Although it doesn't give us carte blanche to just be completely nasty and dirty and you know repulsive and and disgusting and and stuff like that. We'll give you a warning when we get there. <laughs> That'll be mostly <laughs> next hour when we play our porno music or not game. And we'll also talk drugs next hour and lots of news in the world of drugs. I don't know uh, if you follow this, Arthur. Arthur Hamilton II, by the way. Yep. Um, he is a comedian here in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, he is working his way to the top. And we have uh, Carl the Intern hanging out with us as well. I have a friend of mine. He's coming in. He is a, uh, a next swinger. He'll be joining us next hour. He's he's late. You know, hopefully we'll catch at least for the least porno music or not. Hey, maybe he relapsed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Um, so we'll uh, discuss that next hour. I have a few other things I wanted to talk about um, before you know the show is out. We'll make sure we touch upon that kind of stuff. I also want uh, music. I want you guys out there listening, you know, to send us some tunes. Uh, I got an email address. It's Kevin at withgas.com and there's two s's there so kevin at withgas.com 
and send me an email wherever you're from around the world. I want to know if there are bands in your area who are working hard. They got CDs already. They maybe do some traveling, you know, some touring around the area. Um, they got some tunes they're selling. Hook me up, and I'll be happy to play. Uh, the music here on this program. And uh, I have uh, ties with uh, other radio stations here in Phoenix as well and other radio stations around the, the country, some people I've connected with over the over the years. So I'd be happy to pass that on to them as well. So it doesn't just stop here. You know, if it's good, I'm sharing. I'm just saying. It's nice, man. It's world, it's world network. Yeah, man. Why would you, like, you know, hoard it? Yeah, no, I definitely want to do that. Gotta, Stupid. Got to share with the <laughs> world. Uh, we have a lot of shows on archive. It's over at the voiceamerica.com variety channel. And you can uh, check that out um, on your own time because uh, <laughs> this is our time right now. It's our time. This is our time, you know. And you think about our time. Um, I, I sound like Mr. Hand from Fast, Fast Times at Richmond High. Did you ever see that movie? Mm-mm, I haven't seen that. Carl, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, no, say the movie again. Fast Times at Richmond High. Uh, yeah, long time ago. Don't remember much. Remember Mr. Hand? No. Oh, come on. It was Ray Walston. And I think it was the pizza scene, and <laughs> and he's like, you know, this because Sean's like, you, yo, this is, you know, I figure since we're here, you know, it's your time, you know, it's our <laughs> time too, man. <laughs> he's like, you eat pizza on your own time. <laughs> All right, you guys suck, man. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I got Google right here. All right, thanks for talking over that, Arthur. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, you know the sad story this week from the movie Fast Times Richmond High? Uh, Taylor Negron passed on. And uh, really sad to see and, uh, and hear that, that word uh, because he was just one of the guys that, uh, you know, when he's in a movie, he's a steen sealer. Uh, a scene stealer. I said that backwards. I talk dyslexic. dyslexic. I totally yeah, do, man. Dyslexic. I'm a, I'm a dyslexic talker. Um, Carl, you know who Taylor Negron is, man. He was in the last Boy Scout. He was the uh, the bad guy. He uh, went up against Bruce Willis, and, and uh, I can't remember who else was in that movie. But um, was yeah, he was one of those one? genuine character actors that you could, you know, he, you could put him into a role, and he was going to fulfill it. Yeah, you know, and and whether they were all small, because the first one he was the pizza guy in Fast Times Richmond High, and then uh, he was the mailman in Better Off Dead. He was the clerk in the movie uh, River's Edge with uh, Keanu Reeves. Remember that movie? And and uh, Dennis Hopper was in that one. Um, where they find the body, he was a he was a clerk in that in the movie Stoned Age. He was a clerk in a grocery store, or like a like a, a pattern, like man. a convenience store. Yeah, he plays, or he played like the the clerk at a convenience store like three or four times. It's really interesting <laughs> how he got like typecast into that. But one of my favorite roles that he ever was in was in the movie Easy Money, where he played Julio. You know, dude, I'm looking, Arthur. I'm looking at a, a blank wall, one. bro. You, what are you doing? You got to catch up on some of this, man. Yeah, man. Do, you're disappointing me. Work, <laughs> work, work. You know, your, your stock is lowering, Arthur. You got to, <laughs> you got to be able. You got to find a way to pick that up. Carl, can you help me out with that one? Yeah, I'm trying to. Look easy up. money. You never saw Easy Money? No, I can't oh, say that Jesus I did. Craig, you, you, both of you guys are fired. It's movie All nights. Right. And movie nights and anyway, spell, spell this guy's last name. N e g r o n. Taylor Negron. Yeah, when you look up his IMDb profile, the first movie that pops up is Lost Boy Scout or the Last Boy Scout. Yeah, the Last Boy Scout because he was the that was like his one of his main headlining roles. It was like roles. his big role, right? As a main headliner, right? Otherwise, he was kind of a you know you know except for like maybe the uh, smaller independent films that he was in. Uh, for as far as the major ones that he was in, he was always a kind of a smaller side side. That's role. where yeah. that's where I remember him from. He was in Angels in the Outfield. He was the bad guy in Angels in the Outfield. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> see, I didn't see that movie. Oh, man. Uh, Stuart Little, yeah. too. I have a kid, obviously, so I've seen Stuart Little multiple times. Yeah. so I'm a 90s baby. He too, also so. does comedy, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, comedy, that's right. the photo they have. One of the photos, he's got a, a nice bald spot with a sweet comb-over kind of a thing, and that's how <laughs> I remember him, is that <laughs> awkward individual who had that weird comb-over and was trying to be evil but couldn't be evil. Right. Yeah, that's funny. He, um, I became uh, friends with him on Facebook, and you know he'd post and I make comments, and sometimes he'd respond to me uh, like directly, which was very cool. So it was very, yeah, uh, cool. it was a really sad day, man. It was just one of those things like, like only certain actors when they pass on really kind of make an impact, and uh, for some reason he did with me, you know. So it was really sad to hear the new, the, ner- the the news. He, yeah, he did a lot of uh, Disney TV as well. Yeah. A lot of kids shows. Uh, he did Reno 911, fantastic improv show. Right. Yeah, he's uh he'll be missed, man, and it's too bad he he passed away early with cancer, man. Unfortunately, yeah. and uh That's you sad. know, yeah, it is sad, you know. The, the, well, the sad news is is that, you know, when you you know, look at the remedies today and people getting cured of cancer with hemp oil and everything like that. It's like, how come that isn't more rampant for everyone else and more available for everyone? When you get cancer, everyone should be like, oh, then you just hemp right. oil first. Let's try yeah. it and let's see what happens before we have to fucking zap you with chemotherapy and shit like that, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I don't get it, man. We, had, we were talking about that, you know, the whole, the, the you know, fight fight against cancer. They had a, ABC had that. Remember they had a, like a big TV ordeal about it, about six months ago or so they had a big t- like cbs abc fox they, all the networks aired it it was a big uh, show carl do you remember this one i know that i don't remember the show exactly i mean I'm, i remember something about cancer, but it was all like let's kick cancer's ass yeah. right i yeah, mean kind yeah, of like yeah of course i'm like who's against this right <laughs> i don't i never i don't i don't understand that i mean i don't understand if you really want to kick cancer's ass what you got to do is you got to kick monsanto's ass you got to kick the cell phones that are giving brain cancer brain. and tumors yeah. ass. Yeah. You got to; those are the things that are causing cancer. Well, and you have to uh, open up the avenues for other cures as well. Of course, right? Or for other uh, medicinal. Um, right, I'm always remedies. leery. I'm always leery of fundraising stuff for like that. I mean, like someone's yeah, like making. Where, where does someone's money making. Really go? Well, someone's making money off it. Yeah, yeah. You know, when they have the big tidal wave, you know, in the Philippines uh, or Taiwan, wherever. Where, yeah, the, um, where was the, it? Uh, tsunami. Yeah, the tsunami. Um, you know, a lot of fundraisers, a lot of fundraisers. Well, that means we need money to buy clothes. Yep. Okay, so the clothing company are making money off the tsunami. Yep. So why don't the clothing company just donate clothes to the, the people and cut the middlemen out? Yeah. Not that it shouldn't be our responsibility to help out and chip in. I, I, the, there's ways we can do that. But I think milking money from other people is only paying someone else. Yeah. You're, you're, someone's making money off it. Yeah. That's the only thing that bothers me. At the end of the day, yeah. At the end of the day, someone's money. getting paid on that. Mm-hmm. The money's going somewhere. It's not just money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, There's a place yeah. where it's going to end up, and it's going to be at the big banks. <laughs> at the overall end of it all, it will just be in the big banks. Yep. All right, don't get me started. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, speaking of, uh, well, you know, we do go a little global here. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but uh, it happened uh, the uh, last week, which was the uh, terrorist attack in, in France. Yeah, you know, crazy. Charlie Hebdo, the, uh, the, the comic. Yeah. You know, the illustrations and everything like that. And I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, it's, uh, I'm curious what you see Man. about the freedom of speech. Should, should they be allowed to do that because it just upsets them? Or, you know, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's a really tough situation to look at. You know, when you're looking at a culture that 
just is going to jump on anything and get just to get overly excited about something, yeah. you know, and and that's where you got to figure out, okay, let's what's what's wrong, <laughs> why yeah, why must you absolutely go bananas and berserk and someone's head's got to fly off for this? Let's, 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 let's go back. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Let's go back. Were there probably not enough hugs in there in there <laughs> growing up? I can imagine because that life, I just, I mean, I can only imagine because I've never been there. I don't know what it's like to live like that or be raised in in an environment where you're be you're you're basically being taught hate. Yeah, you're being raised on hate to uh, hate us and the way of lifestyle that we live, and you find someone to really push the buttons more inside you. Yeah, to basically end up uh, sacrificing your life over it. Well, and and here's some possible insight into that is. It, you know, we think it's that we, we, we relate all of that to the terrorist and the individuals who perform these heinous acts. And there was another article in the news where a Saudi Arabian uh, individual, a man uh, who is a citizen of Saudi Arabia, he um, created an online blog um, for, you know, a liberal blog and the Saudi Arabian government arrested him and sentenced him to 15 years in prison and 1,000 lashes, 50, 50 lashes every Friday for like 120 weeks or something like that. And, I mean, you think about it, and we're, we're getting on the terrorist for doing this stuff, and that's, that's just as, as bad. You're not allowing somebody the freedom to express their own thoughts. And right. that's but, a government doing it. But isn't that something of, I mean, it's not an out-of-the-blue law for them, is it? You kind of know that going in. But, I mean, in the, I just think that... that, that that compares to the the learning as far as you know how they learn that hate. It's taught to them not just from their parents, but it's taught to them from their government that if you if somebody disrespects your religion or just makes a satirical type of an article, I mean, which similar to what you know the Onion we have here, then you go get them. And I think there's some of that may even be learned from the the religion itself or the government in those particular countries, not just the parents and not just the terrorist organizations. Well, I mean, did you think some of these, though, they take the, the Quran and just like as Christians take the, the Bible almost too literally, where like if you were seriously in, in the Bible, you can stone someone to death for doing something, can't yeah. you? I mean, it's it's in a sense that well, is... Well, yeah, just, they still... <clears throat> yeah, in the Middle Eastern world, they, they're still living... So still living like that, right. Yeah, yeah okay, they're still so, doling out those punishments. So, so, right, I, I think the difference is, is you don't necessarily see other religions going and performing that, these mass right, killings exactly. in the name of their religion. Well, but they create their own, like Jim Jones. You well, know, yeah, or, they, <laughs> yeah, they create their own mass killings, right, whether exactly. it's physical death or not. Right, exactly. I mean, the thing is, is uh, there's just people who just need... <clears throat> need to be, uh, I don't know, talked to, man, before you get involved in something like that. I, I, there's just like, there's, there's, mis- there's something missing. There's, the, there's this huge disconnect of, uh, of a society to, uh, to the rest of the world. Yeah, and they just can't understand what we're all about. And we're not about taking what they have away from them. We're just adding to the mix, if you will. And I think they don't want us there. Obviously, yeah. I don't personally think we should be there. I would. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's the the fact of the matter is we shouldn't be there. We shouldn't be anywhere near there. We should have never gone in there. But that's something I've always thought in the very beginning. It's none of our business. Let them deal with what they got. Yeah, over there. let them sort it out. Let them yeah, sort it out yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, we, same and we get in here mixed up. So now there's a different mentality of thinking. 
over right. there that we're never going to change. It's it's rooted or in understand, history to right. hate each other. Or yeah. understand, exactly. Well, yeah. So, you know, that's not a good idea, obviously. But we can't go back. I mean, we've already introduced ourselves. and Internet's brought the world together. Yeah. Um, so now we're, it's, you know, the box is open. It's like, let's, we've got to figure out how to just maintain what's around it. And that's kind of what it's come down to. But it's sad. It's sad that people have to go to these lengths and, and to create these, you know, disaster areas, yeah, you it's know, sad, man. It's real sad. of, uh, of lives lost over something that they're, I mean, I would say they're being lied to as well, but, you know, but we don't know because we don't know what it's like to be them. I, I couldn't imagine, man. I couldn't Right. Imagine. I mean, we're kind of, we're spoiled. We're, the, the, yeah, I mean, we're spoiled and we complain at the same time. The spoiled species. <laughs> What's the saying? First world problems? Yeah, Exactly. Spoiled species. I kind of like that. Because spoiled can be used in both ways. All right, uh, let's play a tune. Royalty is the song. The band is called Stranger, and uh, I really love these guys. We're going to chill out, mellow out, and come back, and uh, we're going to lighten up. Why? Because the world's on fire right now, and Miley Cyrus finally got naked. (laughs) So we'll be right back.
yourself in the long run You can be the better man Don't take us We pulled in ever Good changing here for a while. Oof. I don't know, man. I got a business to run. This is like my office as well as my home. Plus, the lion comes in a couple days. You're getting a lion? Yeah. Why? To protect my sh Never heard of a dog? Dude, you can get past the dog. Nobody f***s with a lion. Yeah, that's true. Would you know about it? Would you know about me? You bandage me. Tie a turn, a cat, or get dust. And what you know about it? You may do a backflip. Said I thought I saw a friend who didn't have to invent an important destination. And how it's been will determine a good Samaritan close to my end. Would you lend me a hand? Set the kitchen that way. Get the camera down and forget about it ever what you know about God Bang, but you don't want a blood stain Set up, get the camera down now Now hear the pain Now questioning what let us big go away Easy, it's all the same Operate a camera and keep us up Out of the frames What you know about their name That you got your camera in Set up, get your cell phone down Now the tie to the cat What you know about it You might do it back If I fell down split my head would you come over, see if I step Keep on going, you take a picture And post that shit on the fucking internet What if I was a you, what would I do? What would I do? Ooh, ooh. To get the top way, get the camera down And forget about it, everything died I know what you know about living But you don't want a blood stain set up Get yourself on down and it's hard to get what you know about it. You might do a backflip. It's not the same. Operate a camera and keep yourself out of the frame. Yeah, I know what you know about that gang, but you don't want a blood stain. Set up. Get yourself on down and 
I hear the pain now questioning whether to stay go away. Take a picture and post that shit on the fucking internet. What if I was you? What would I do? See, that was the dirty version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mob versus Ballot Box. Whatcha is the name of the song. A band from here in Phoenix, Arizona. I really dig those cats, man. They're really cool. Cool dudes, and he's got a great voice as well. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah he sounds great. So check them out. Uh, you're going global with gas, man. That's. <laughs> I feel like he says that like in a. It's like a. I don't know. Is you have a, you have a different style, Carl. Yeah, I don't know. I just try to do something with it each time. <laughs> try to spice it up. I love yeah, it, man. Just, in, in studios, uh, comic. Arthur Hamilton, the second. It's the second time in studio, and uh, he's hanging out with us until uh, 4 p.m. So another, uh, well, it's 4 p.m. our time, so it's another hour and 10 minutes to go on this program. Next hour, we're going to talk drugs next hour. We're going to ha- talk about the uh, Nancy Grace 2 Chains interview. Oh, man. I know. I can't wait. Man. And man. there was a story in online that I read. It was a woman who, um, she thought she ate a chocolate bar, <laughs> and she had a really strange adverse reaction to it. And she wrote a story about it, and I want to read it next hour. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to... That's you, interesting. You got to trip out on that, man. Sure. <laughs> and we'll also talk... Uh, we'll, we'll play porn or music or not uh, today. I think we'll do a little soap or porn a little bit later on, so... Fun game, man. My, oh, you did? To the one I was talking about? To another article. Oh, yeah, the one you want to talk about. Oh, yeah, this is the one. I love this one, too, because this one uh, happened uh, in the 818, and uh, Arthur oh, and I yeah. found out that we're both from the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles, so um, we grew up in roughly the same neighborhood, probably, I guess yeah, you could say. same thing. Where, yeah. where were you at? In Pacoima. In Pacoima, right. Yeah. Okay, I was in Northridge. That's probably about a 15-minute drive yeah. down the street yep. like that. Um, but, like, in the valley, there's, like, 100 different little cities in the valley. <laughs> so it's, like, you cross one street. You're, yeah, you're, you're in you're in Silmar. Yeah. San Fernando, Van Nuys. Right. So you, like for Granada. for us would be, we were in, um, I was in Northridge, and you were further east of me. So you were, it would be Northridge and Granada Hills. Um, and then it would be Mission uh, uh, Mission Hills, Mission Hills, right? Yeah, Mission Hills, yeah. And then, and then it would be San Fernando, San Fernando. Then yeah. you'd be a little bit further south of that, right? Yeah, just yeah, a little bit more south, right? Okay, um, yeah, so but it's I know Pacoima, it's, it's, it's not the, the, the you know, 
No, not, not the jewel not the, of the valley. No, it definitely isn't. A lot of people are like, why'd you move to Arizona? I'm like, if you only yeah. knew. If you only knew. <laughs> Pacoima in that whole area, in a sense, it's almost like a mini East L.A. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a very rough neighborhood, you yeah. know, and what have you. Um, I was more of the, you know, we were the white family in, in, in the suburbs of Northridge. <laughs> That's it, you know, not much else you can say about that, but... Uh, um, but there was a story in the valley. It happened in Van Nuys, um, which is a little bit south of us, both of us. Yeah. And uh, it was so funny because uh, they uh, apparently they found an alligator in this guy's house. Which is crazy. An eight foot alligator. Like in Van Nuys, if you if you go and visit there and you see Van Nuys, you're like, where the hell was this alligator? Right. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. I know it's right. So uh, it's funny the article, which made me laugh so hard when I read the article. Um, well, first of all, the, uh, the, the animal control went there a little while ago and, uh, there was nothing to find. So mm-hmm. they, they hid the alligator, they, whatever they did. And then they went back to the house and the people would like not let them in. Yeah. Where prior they were like, yeah, come on in. We have nothing to hide. You know, cause it wasn't there obviously. Where the hell was it? So they came in again and the guy was like, no, you can't come in, can't come in. They're like, no, we got in a warrant. We can come in. Came in and found this eight foot alligator in the backyard. Damn. Right. Eight feet. Right, so what's what's what cracked me up the most about the article is that the police have been scouring the neighborhood asking any neighbors <laughs> if they had lost any pets in the last 40 years. <laughs> I don't know why I get a kick out of that, man. <laughs> Can you get a knock? If you lost a pet like 20 years, 30 years ago at all? Hey, man, that's how Small I probably would have been surviving, you know, because buying, you know, food for the alligator. Like I know. Well, that's funny. Is like, they they actually found uh, two dead carcasses of cats. In, in near where the alligator was, and they also had cats in the house. So I don't know if that was the... They was getting straight cats and feeding the yeah, damn I, alligator. I, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's crazy. Feral, feral cats. I mean, well, you got to feed the alligator. I mean, that's hey. the alligator's fault. <laughs> Is it? Nope. Oh, yeah, right. Definitely, no. He's out of his environment. Knock on the door. Hi, excuse me. Um, have you been missing any pets for the last 30 years? Imagine, years? imagine like running from the police and like jumping over into their backyard. All right. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. You expect a dog, not a damn alligator. Oh, my goodness. In Van Nuys. In Van Nuys, <laughs> right. Where somebody places. probably is running from the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at any given moment. Seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Van Nuys. Van Nuys. Van, yeah, Van, for, for those of you who don't know, um, it's, it's, it's not that far from Pacoima. Nope, it's right, right down the street. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're real close to it. And it's kind of like in between. Van Nuys is like. A little bit south of that would be Burbank, uh-huh. right? And you then our is really close to okay. uh, Van Nuys. Arlita and it's then off the five, right? Yeah, right off the five. All the five. And that's where Burbank is, and then you get down to where you know the Disney is and the Universal mm-hmm. Studios is and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, Van Nuys is like uh, north, w- a little northwest of Burbank, I would say. Right. Yeah. Because exactly. it's cl- it's more. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah, but it's all in a sense the on the yeah. east side of the San Fernando Valley, where it's um, I guess the earlier part of the valley. Yeah. That's what's older school. Yeah, a lot of history there. Uh yeah, because like Northridge, it was a lot of more. It was a newer like development. I think uh, we we North- lived in our house well, in '71. I think the, it was built in like '65 or something like that. So in Burbank was a part of the film industry way back, way back. What's well, oh, always really? been, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's that side of like you're saying that side of the valley. There's a lot of history there. That's what I'm saying, right? Exactly. I you mean, think they, about Pasadena. Um, yeah, you know, even out that way. Yeah, that's a little which bit further is, down the one Which is much farther. I'm not saying it's close. No, but, but Glendale's closer. Yeah, yeah, Glendale's, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, that's enough of that. <laughs> uh, Vicar's in. What's up? Uh, can you turn mic two on, please? Absolutely. He's our, he's our swinger. He's our ex-swinger. We thought you had relapsed. Yeah, and man. And that's why you were late. What's up, man? How you doing? I might have relapsed. <laughs> you might have relapsed. Nice, man. <laughs> I was, we were teasing the listeners uh, that next hour we will discuss... <laughs> 
more of your lifestyle and get into that because uh, I have a bunch of stories about sex we could talk to you next hour. Hmm. But we'll also talk drugs next hour as well as a uh, vicar. Um, you're involved in the community. Yeah. yeah. We'll discuss that. Legal and illegal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the legal and illegal side. Oh, we're going to get a little crazy here. I love it, man. And then uh, we'll play some porno music or not and talk drugs next hour. So I'm going to hit some songs. We'll take a couple minute break. You know, everyone relax, smoke them if you got them. We'll come back and then we'll do uh, more things here on the show. Here's Brewfish, band from Long Beach, and this is uh, reggae music, reggae rock music. The tune is called Radio, and you're somewhat on it right now as we are online mimicking a radio show. Because, <laughs> I mean, if it was radio, it would be all you know, FM, right?
151. Are you gonna boogie with the foxes tonight? Yeah, you know how it is, bro. Do with the Lanny Green Springs. The sexies love it. No, no, thanks, man. You're lost, because I'm having a special. Now, if you want to get these chicks in the mood, make them move. Put them on the floor. Do the hustle. Put a little insanity on your potato. Shake it, man. It'll make them melt like a popsicle.
that's Black Salt Tone, and that the tune is called Villain, and definitely the dirty version of that one. I really dig that. Uh, we just played Brewfish prior to that, and they're from Long Beach, so we went a little further south to Anaheim for Black Salt Tone. That's the name of the band. Villain is the tune, and I actually played that as a radio edit once. Mm-hmm. I sat there. I, I think they say, you know, they, you know, with the song, I, I had to edit like I think about I think thirty. F bombs. <laughs> there was a lot in there. There was a lot in there. I'm just like, oh my god, I got to do all this. I mean, <laughs> but I love that song so much. I, I really wanted to play it. I just, you know, that's a very energetic song. I was right like, there. guys, give me an edited version, please. <laughs> <I sit there. laughs> Every time that came up, I always had to reverse it. That's, that, was, that was my way of editing. Sometimes I would I would delete sometimes, but I felt reversing. Kind of still keeps the life of it there. A well, I, you can only delete and put dead air if it's a super small quickie. You know, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. it's a real quickie thing, you can cut it and it's not a big deal. You know. Yeah. But uh, if it's a longer one like like that, you know, then not the fuck it up. You know, yeah. not the fuck. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. beep all that out. It, yeah. it was. It was. A, it was tedious, but <laughs> I made it happen though, man. But you're not going to get the radio edits here. Except for the one I played last hour, <laughs> which was a mistake. <laughs> All right, uh, Vicker's with us. What's up, Vicker? Hey, hey, what's good? All right, what's good is a lot of things, man. It's our, it's our second hour of the program, going global with gas. Man. <laughs> There's, there, that there There's that spice. There's that spice. <laughs> um, and uh, comedian Arthur Hamilton the second is with us here, and we're going to have a good time this hour because uh, we're going to get into the swinging lifestyle of Vicar next, in about, you know, soon. <laughs> I don't want to jump too quickly into it. Um, and uh, we'll discuss some comedy things as well because uh, we'll talk drugs too. I don't want to forget Definitely that the, part. Mm-hmm. So drugs are on their way. Don't rela- relax. <laughs> your, your dealer is, he's just texting you. He's like, I'm down the street. <laughs> <laughs> when he's really not. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Your, your, your drug dealer's like, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Yeah, it's like two hours later. Yep. That's really what the real reality of it all is. Um, but we'll get into that in a moment. I want to talk about uh, living here in the desert, because, Arthur, you had a little uh, thing you wanted to talk about earlier. Um, living in the desert, we have to do our best conserving water. Oh, and, yeah. and And what I think conserving water, one of my proponents is to uh, pee in the shower. So this is something you come up with. You found a story online about this. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I found a story online about that. You know, they they say it's... There's eight reasons why you should pee in the shower. and Eight reasons why you should? Why you should. I, I really can only think of one. <laughs> I mean, just because <laughs> you got to go. I don't know the reasons, though. My, you know, when I get in the shower, that warm water hits my body and it just trickles down. <laughs> my eyes cross and I'm just like, I got to let it out. I can't hold this in. It just feels too great. Yeah, well, you pee Sounds on yourself. Sounds like you should be doing no, something I mean, else besides peeing. I'm a tra- <laughs> I, you know, my pee shoots. Up, right, man. right. <laughs> I, don't, I make sure I, I don't... I clean myself off, though, anyways, if it does drip on me. You know, well, if so. you're going to the bathroom in the shower, number one, it's going... Well, number one, of course, but... <laughs> it definitely first of all, one. I should say, or A, I should say, <laughs> is that it, it's going to happen... Immediately for me, it does. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The minute I step in there, here it comes. It, yep. You know, so you can either get wacky and crazy with it, and, you know, and pee all over your leg or anything like that. <laughs> or I know which I've never done, although it has, oh, you know, but I'm just saying, in the fact that um, I, I don't know, that's for me, it, it happens right away. So, eight reasons. Uh, let's, let's try to, pre- you know them already. So, I want to see if uh, Carl and Vicar or myself can come up with any of these eight reasons. Okay. Um, for the, for, well, I'm going to say one of mine is conserve water. Um, so that's, yeah. is that on there? Yeah, that's on there. Okay, be, perfect. Uh, right. One of mine is because you just have to go. Okay, just because you have to go. Yep. Is that on there? Yeah. Well, no, 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 not, not, a, re- not, not a reason. Not a reason. Not a reason. Okay. Um, because uh, your toilet's broke. 
Nope, not a reason. <laughs> All right. What about Victor? You're still thinking. Uh, let's see. Eight reasons to pee. We already knocked two of them off, right? Oh, no. Right. One. Just one. Just one? one? Yep. Seven to go. <clears throat> okay. So the one I said is to conserve water. Conserve water, water yep. Um, two, because. Um, is it cleaner? Is it cleaner? <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Ex- yeah. Literally cleaner? Cleaning it yep. off as soon as it's coming out. Yeah. So it's there's just nothing. What? Building up. Oh, I see what you mean. You know. It doesn't sit in your toilet and cause rings and stuff? Yes, because some people forget to flush. Yes, I understand. Yeah, so it's (laughs) immediately going down. Um, Less messier? I guess the same same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That was really weak on my part. I'm sorry, man. Um, All right, so we have two of them knocked off? Yep, two knocked off. So six reasons left. Maybe the other person in the shower wants you to pee on them? You know, that's pretty interesting, but no, that's not on there. Not <laughs> I have no idea beyond the couple a golden weeks. shower. It's been about five years since I've done that. That's a double. That's a, that's, a, that's a golden shower squared. Last man. person I saw do that was R. Kelly. You know, <laughs> so, uh. um, only if she asks. Um, <laughs> and she's got to be over 18. And there's no camera. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, settle down there, Vicar. <laughs> oh, no, R. Kelly liked him young. <laughs> yeah, R. Kelly was, uh, he's interesting, man. Very interesting. That's just warrants this, by the way. What's going on here seems pretty pervy. Um, all right, so what's <laughs> your, what? give, us, give, us, give us one that's not like a shocker. Okay, um, that's not a shocker? Yeah, like, give, what, like what's the most like outrageous one? Save that one for last. The mo- okay, save all right, that so, one for last. Yeah, give so, us a dull, stupid one. So uh, it's fun. It's fun to pee in the shower is a reason? I, I guess. I okay, really. all right. Yeah. No so consequences, really. Yeah, pee guess, everywhere. What's another so one? Up. Another one. Um, you uh, improve your aim. <laughs> I don't care about my aim in the shower. That's the best part <laughs> no, about yeah. the shower. You just let. I it guess go. that's the fun part. Yeah, letting yeah. it go, not have to hold it. Just letting it go. Finally, no more two hands to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the other one I got is uh, it's more hygienic. Okay, it's more hygienic. Mm-hmm. All right, that makes well, yeah, it's cleaner. But that's the same thing. That's twice they put the same thing on the same list. What? Um, okay, give us the, give, give us the list. All right, then we got one more. We got it's economical, and then the shocker to me. Economical. Yeah. For what? Flushing instead uh, yeah, of showering. Yeah, flushing. Yeah. It's, well, you it's sit there while gallons of water keeps pouring on top of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You know, I only pee in the shower when I take a shower. I don't yeah. just pee just. To, you what know. you really should do is you should pee in the shower before you start the shower. Mm-hmm. And then start the shower, and then get in. Yeah, you don't want to. Oh, the best you know. is take a shit and, <laughs> and, there and just so you don't have to wipe either, so you don't waste any toilet paper. No, nope. you ever take a shit in the shower? <laughs> say that. I've never taken a shit in the shower. I've never even had a shard in the shower. Oh, no. so uh, that's yeah. I've had to wipe my ass in the shower. <laughs> a different story. <laughs> okay, so what's the other one on the list? The last one. This one's outrageous. Prepares you for the wild. I pee outside all the time, though. That's the anyway, source of the know? story, man. Uh, source of this He's going to find it online. Yeah. Let me get the source. Yeah, find out who the, who wrote that, and then we'll just we'll write a nasty comment on, the, on their uh, comments. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so that's the pee in the shower bit. I, I had a uh, thing about, um, like, showers and themselves, like a top 10 scale of showers. Like, if you were to rate showers, I have a top 10 rating list of showers. You know, like the best one would be like a hot shower, would be like the best one, right? Like the worst one would be like a cold shower, right? Like in between, yeah, you have your baby showers, you have your wedding showers, you have your golden showers, <laughs> you have your Italian showers, you have your navy showers. Oh god. You have your you have your prison showers. Oh man. Did I say Italian showers? Yeah. Yes, you did. Okay. 
How, how many is that? Did you count that? You got spring showers? Uh, well, that's something you really don't. Yeah, I got yeah, spring showers. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Not really. I don't like yeah. that one. Uh, <laughs> what did I say? I got. I got. You have Italian, Italian. Navy, Prison, Golden, Baby, Wedding, and uh, that's seven. That's six right there. Yep. So I'm four shy. Cold and hot. So I'm two shy. After sex shower. Um, I'll, I'll think of two more. So it was a top. <laughs> it was a top eight scale. And the, the source was a this website. She yeah. knows dot com. Shemails.com? No, she knows. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> hey, not into that. Not into that. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to find out if you're into that. <laughs> Definitely <not>. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. You never, got, you never wandered on porn sites, you know? All right, we'll get to that next hour. All right, next, next half hour. Uh, we're going to get into some porn and music or not as well. I know that for sure. And we'll discuss more things. Uh, but uh, since we're, uh, we're talking about uh, showers and everything like that, um, I figure we have to change and break the monotony and go into another direction. And uh, I think the best direction we can go into would be um, talk about that. But I hear that's some noise, <laughs> but uh, let's get into some uh, drug code. Some people uh, think that to puff the magic dragon means they're really to smoke, uh, smoke a marijuana cigarette. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. The history of marijuana. Marijuana, the, the one drug that never killed anybody. Are you on drugs or is this your naturally moronic self? Marijuana has become a part of the popular consumer culture of the United States. You got any narcotics or marijuana in here? <laughs> uh, not anymore. We're smoking <laughs> reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. Get out of here. Is marijuana really where it's at? Is it really as righteous as you think? You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Where can I get some marijuana? I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit forming. I'm so wasted. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> it's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. I mean, a Maui, Wowie, a Panama Red, Acapulco Gold. It's all marijuana. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. The amazing stuff about this is taking home and just get stoned at a bejesus hmm. belt. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. Okay, but just this once. Come on in. <laughs> You're in the drug code now. Thanks for joining us. Talking drugs, basically, is what we're going to be doing for a little bit. Getting you caught up with some of the news and, uh, and uh, pandemic of reefer madness that's still out there in the world for some unknown reason. People Great. just do not want to follow like the results of scientific tests. you know. And if you want to really go back to the very beginning of that would be Richard Nixon not agreeing with lab tests, agreeing that marijuana is safe and cures cancer. He decided not to go with that and went with his own results and created the drug war that we are still somewhat fighting, I guess, today. But uh, we had some really good news in the, in the war on drugs is that uh, there's going to be no more incentive for uh, police to take and confiscate uh, your seizures, your, your, your assets, you know, the, uh, for, the assets forfeiture. You know what I'm talking about? Where they so, actually, where cops can say, hey, you have a large amount of money on you. Yeah. It looks like you're dealing drugs. Oh, and they don't find any drugs in you, but they'll still keep the cash. Yeah. <laughs> Asset wow. forfeitures, I think is what they're called, seizures. Yeah, basically where they can just come and take your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, the government's going to stop, uh, I guess, the incentives for that, Carl? Yeah, I think it's, it's, there's no, it's no longer 
you can no longer, I guess, assume that if you have a large amount of money. Yeah, that you're selling. You drugs. know, they could just take. Then you're, you know, they they can't assume you're you're doing something illegal. Right. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's that's a good news. You know, I, I think we're going to see pretty soon the schedule one being it's going to be removed. I really do feel that's going to happen this year. I, I, you know, it's there, there's a lot of pros and cons still out there for a lot of people to kind of uh, kind of absorb into the into the world of drugs. You know, there's a lot of stereotypes on stoners. You know, that's not good. You know, you still have the Cheech and Chong, which is fine. It's funny and everything like that, but that has a lingering effect still. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stoners out there. I don't know if you agree with me, Vicar. You're in the you're in the biz, like you said. Like you you actually are a caregiver, uh, marijuana dispensary caregiver. You were a grower yourself. Not dispensary. No, you, no. no, no, you're not a dispensary yeah. guy. I mean, what no. I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean that. What I meant is that you're you're a caregiver. Yeah. Which is well, explain that. Well, for what the the, the laws have been put into place, I mean you get the same treatment as it would be to applying for any other caregiver position, like for carrying someone as their nurse or whatever. So, I mean, you can't have felonies, you know, you have to be fingerprinted and it makes me feel a little bit better that, you know, whoever your caregiver is, isn't going to like lace your weed or molest you or something. Right. You know, right. <laughs> but, like, um, but I mean, there's still crazy people out there, but in my case, it's just, Taking on patients that can't grow for themselves, and I can grow for them, and cook for them, and provide for them at way cheaper <laughs> price right. than the dispense. I mean, at least forty percent cheaper. Yeah, nice. it's it ridiculous. You nice. know what's funny is I just saw a story in Washington. They're having a hard time. You know, the, the big news out of marijuana is coming out of Denver. It's not coming out of Washington right now. Thirty-one thousand tons or pounds of marijuana was harvested, and only a fifth of it was sold. <clears throat> Dude, get this. My friend went there to visit as an out-of-state recreational user. Guess how much he paid for two grams with tax? Let me guess. Uh, two grams? Two grams with tax. Mm-hmm. Two grams with tax. I'm going to say 60 bucks. 60. $55. Wow. wow. See, two grams should be costing 20 bucks. At, at, you know, you that's like that's 10 a G yeah. all day long. Right. That's, that's a decent that's your you know, price, right. market value. Yes, yeah. exactly. Ten, 10 bucks a gram. Yeah. And they're char- Yeah, I noticed there were, there were sometimes they were charging 20 or 22 bucks a gram is what the story said. <clears throat> I go, that's ridiculous. You, no one's going to go buy that. You're, gonna, you're keeping the black market, market. alive. Yeah, yep. they are. What's the point of this greed yep. is what it is. Um, but a, a weird story last night, I saw it on 2020, and I saw it during the week as well, is that there's a parents over there that have a, had a dispensary and had a child who um, actually tested positive for THC. They lost their son and lost their business for a while. Wow. I don't even know if they're I in the business anymore. Yeah, they're up in Washington. Right, but the thing is, if you watch the 2020 show last night, um, she's she kind of perpetuates a little bit of the stoner mentality, and it's not good. It wasn't good at all because she would giggle and laugh. <laughs> yeah, oh, I gave yeah. my kids some weed. <laughs> I'm like, are, are, what? I was well, like, are you, did you just do that? Did you say but that? But look at it this way. The person, I mean, I grew up with having whiskey put in my mouth as a child. I mean, oh, yes. infant. Yeah, like, no, how totally. is that okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, it'll calm them down. That's going to hurt my brain. That's going to hurt right. my liver. Yes. What is the pot doing? Nothing. That, you know, that's exactly where I want to get if into. Anything, yeah. Is with uh, the Nancy Grace 2 Chains. Oh, uh, that interview was awesome. On CNN. Oh, I want uh, to jump through the TV. Because, <laughs> because her main argument for e- keeping weed legal was, you know, what about the children? That children. The, yeah. <laughs> right, basically. What about the children? What about the aspirin and the alcohol? Well, and that's, the, okay, that's my know. point is what, I, what is what I want to get to is that she says and claims that, you know, this mother gave her baby a joint, better a joint, and, uh, oh, my God, 
she, ah, you know, she's going bananas over this. And and Two Chains like, well, people I believe Booze was involved with that. I got the audio. I'm gonna play it for just for a second, and we'll get, get her a little bit of her, you know, her, her reefer madness going on. But uh, the point I want to make about this is the fact that it's much tougher to get drunk than it is to get high. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Scratch that. Reverse it. It's much more difficult um, to get high than it is to get drunk. To put a mouth to a lip of a rim of a cup and sip is a lot more easier than to pack a bowl, grab a lighter, smoke it, cover the carb, figure out what you're doing. Inhale so it right. So mm-hmm. a kid can't, a two-year-old isn't just going to go light up a bong, yeah. is what I'm saying. You have to feed the kid something, which makes it more moronic and more of a bad example of her argument in a sense of, you're, it just doesn't make sense. So I'm going to play the Nancy Grace bit right here. It's, just, it's about a minute, and we'll jump into it if we can. You know, two chains. Uh, first of all, thank you for being with us. You're a star. So many people, so many teens, so many young adults look up to you. Can I ask you, when you hear about cases like this, why do you still support the legalization of marijuana? Because, you know, I know your persona is different from your rap persona. I know, for instance, you graduated with a 4.0, that you got a scholarship. Well, from the stories that I just heard you talk about, they were um, they had alcohol included, which we all know, um, you know, cause you to black out, forget things, and have memory loss. They also dealt with irresponsible people. I don't think that you could put an umbrella on the whole community off these few incidents that you just named. Well, what so what pers- community is that? The, the, smoke, the smokers, the stoners community. I just feel like you can't use these particular stories okay, to so define everybody Daddy, that has I'm recreational not defining, use. I'm not defining everybody. Okay, so don't throw me in that pot and stew me. What I'm saying is legalizing pot ends up in stories like this. So that's that's our main argument uh, of that. Um, there's so many things I want to talk about about that clip alone. I mean, it's um, first and foremost, I don't think that he should say it was she. First of all, she says potheads. You know, what, potheads? And, yeah. he, and he says smokers, no stoners. Stoners, yeah. uh, The correct terminology, which needs to be addressed, and everybody's mouth needs to be saying this, it's the cannabis community. And that's going to be a different state of mind to create something different when you look at it differently. Because mm-hmm. cannabis is really where the medicine is coming from. It's not the marijuana, per se, because marijuana is more just the name of what it is. Well, yeah, and she's she's just caught up in preaching that propaganda that she grew up with that she knows she can get an audience right with. yep the, the other thing i want to point out on that is the fact that she she points out that he's a 4.0 student but almost in a matter of like like she almost wants to say like you're a 4.0 student what's the matter with you yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> she just so wants to point her finger you She's know so close-minded these man. people just well the thing the fact of the matter is is that they they don't <laughs> understand the lifestyle they don't understand that it's been here forever it's not like it's legal all of a sudden boom where did this come from you know it's like the goth community or something like that or or, <laughs> well, the, or the WNBA or something like that <laughs> you never hear of the the stories of what medical cannabis does in the mainstream news you only hear the, right. the terrifying things that it doesn't do at all, but they want us to think it does. Well, this this reefer madness is is ridiculous, and she's ridiculous also. You know, this is kind of a case in point of 
uh, maybe she's actually helping the marijuana community. Yeah, <laughs> to, with her ignorance. With, yeah, exactly. I mean, this reefer madness is just so much. And, you know, I see these stories all about on, uh, on, online and everything. And uh, I saw this one. The Washington Post uh, reported this one. Uh, <coughs> this, is the, this is the headline of the story. She thought it was a chocolate candy bar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What she experienced was unexpected. (laughs) So, obviously, we're talking about an edible here. Yeah. Okay, that's what you're thinking, right? So, let me read this here. This is her, uh, Gail Curcio is her name, C-U-R-C-I-O, if you want to look it up. She wrote this, and uh, she says, considering that chocolate, I'm going to read this, so just bear with me. We'll stop as we go, and we'll have fun with it as we roll with it. Uh, Considering that chocolate is part of my daily diet, it was no surprise that I took a bite out of a random piece that I found sitting on my kitchen counter that day. It tasted terrible, kind of minty, so I spit out most of it. It was a busy day, not only as as I was preparing for a large Labor Day party at my home, but I also planned to spend a few hours helping my church get ready for a huge (laughs) Labor Day yard sale. (laughs) When I started feeling a little dizzy and lightheaded, I ignored it and kept walking, or kept working. I had felt, I had felt similar to this a few weeks earlier because of dehydration, so I figured it would pass. I continued setting up for the party. The feeling persisted and increased a little in intensity. I thought back to my morning regimen and checked to make sure that I hadn't taken the wrong pills, but everything seemed okay here. As the dizziness and lightheaded increased, I remembered (coughs) the candy bar. I also recall that I had thrown away the wrapper before I came across that piece of candy. I remember seeing the words, liquid gold. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I've eaten a bar of furniture polish, I thought to myself. (laughs) I... I tried to find the wrapper in the trash, but things were not making much sense at this point. I called Poison Control. The people there thought that I, was, that I would be okay, given that I had swallowed barely any of what, whatever it was. They said they would check with me periodically for the next few hours. <laughs> Whoa. Does this sound familiar, Vicar? I mean, I've had three people go to the emergency room taking my edibles. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it then in, in a second. Um, things were getting hazier, and everything seemed to be in slow motion. I knew that I would be okay if I didn't get any worse, but I wanted somebody to know what, I was, going, what was going on in case I became incapacitated. I called my husband's office, but he was in a meeting. I went to my neighbor's house and asked him if... He would check on me in an hour. (laughs) As time slowed down more and more, the hours seemed interminable. I was still standing, but I was barely functioning. I couldn't find my phone. Things didn't make sense. I was relieved when my neighbor came over. He took one look at me trying to stand up and said we should go to the hospital. I readily agreed. He wasn't sure exactly how to get there, but I assured him I knew the way. (laughs) (laughs) However, everything was a blur and very distorted, and I kept falling asleep. When I I saw a row of cars, I thought it was a parade. I felt as though I was hallucinating. We made it to the hospital, but a short ride seemed very long to me. My husband met, met us at the emergency room. I was having trouble staying awake, and I was losing control of my arms and legs. The staff had to put me in a wheelchair to get me back to a room. <laughs> so, okay, so let's stop there for a second. Because if you didn't know that it was marijuana <laughs> and not... You'd be like, what the hell's wrong with me? And not shoe polish, <laughs> right? But it could be shoe polish. I don't know. The story doesn't tell. And I haven't told you yet. 
Man, Shoe yeah. polish doesn't taste minty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tastes ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So, but it, but if you're if but if you're really somebody who's naive to the world, and you're reading this, you're probably going, "Oh my god! Oh my god! What's going on? This is crazy." Maybe it's shoe polish. And she's gonna. Oh my god! What's gonna go oh, on? It's just a bad tussie. But you know she at least. <laughs> but you know she at least. Uh, you know, piece of dog shit. Finished, <laughs> she at least finished the story before the white dying. <laughs> All right, so here she goes. I could barely speak at this point, but I had, but I had been cognizant enough earlier to tell my neighbor about poison control and liquid gold. The hospital contacted poison control, but no one could understand why I was having the symptoms that I was having. Poison control said liquid gold furniture polish doesn't come in a bar. (laughs) 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 Also, I wasn't nauseated. Instead, I was semi-conscious and barely verbal. The nurse suggested that my husband go home and try to find the rapper. The doctor thought I was having a stroke and sent me to the MRI scan in oh. a room where some of the ceiling tiles have been replaced with pictures of flowers. I thought I was in heaven. The whir of the MRI <laughs> machine was very peaceful, and I just wanted to float away. As they put me on the gurney to take me back to the emergency room, I started emerging slowly out of the fog. About then, my husband arrived with a wrapper. This liquid gold was not fur- furniture polish. <laughs> it was a cookies and cream candy bar with marijuana in it. I wasn't having a stroke. I was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> it was still, I was still very groggy when I, when I spoke to my 26-year-old son just after finding out it was marijuana. At first, he thought it was funny, but then he realized the seriousness and kept apologizing. He wasn't sure exactly how the candy bar had gotten into the house. A friend of a friend of a friend had brought it in from California, where medical marijuana is legal. While we laughed about it at first, the story has its frightening aspects. The the first is that I had such a small piece of the candy bar, yet served uh, had such severe symptoms. I was also thankful that none of our pets or child found it. This particular candy bar came from G Pharma Labs, which describes uh, it as, I think it's a good commercial for G Pharma Labs, <laughs> <laughs> which describes its product as aimed at the medical or recreational market where legal. Even with the wrapper, it would be easy to overlook the fact that this was a, not a normal candy bar. Um, last, year's, uh, last year, Hershey, I guess, uh, sued Tincture Bell, a Colorado manufacturer, uh, and conscious care of uh, Seattle for a trademark infringement demanding that the companies stop selling marijuana products that resemble Hershey items. Ooh. Although the packaging of the candy bar I ate displayed an image of a marijuana plant and <laughs> warned it that it contained cannabis, the chocolate image dominated. On the back it said, warning, this product contained on high-level THC, not a food, keep away from children. It goes on and on and on. I'd, I'd rather just kind of stop right there. But I, this is a woman um, who ate something she didn't know she was eating. Um, this is a lady who's on pills. Already, mm. so that how can we not think it's the pills? How do you not think it's that? I it, mean, why is now is this an evil article? Do you think that that's definitely uh, the the mixture between the two can definitely affect you? Because I had a broken jaw, and you know I've been smoking weed for a while, and I I was on codeine, I had ibuprofen, like man, and I you know I smoked you know right before I went to sleep. And I had, you know, just had my Gatorade with my codeine in and my ibuprofen. And, man, I couldn't even finish the blunt. I usually take them to the face, man. I had to give mm-hmm. it to my sister. Like, you're no, done. I have to go lay down. Like, yeah. this, is, this is crazy. Like, yeah. this, is, this shit is scary. <laughs> like, ooh, I hope I sleep my, this off. Well, my first uh, time with edibles, I made myself. I had had some, uh, probably about an eighth of uh, swag. 
It was shitty, shitty wig. Yeah, it was just whatever it was. Oregano. Yeah, oregano. That's like, <laughs> or, or, or oregano. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never heard that before. I just that's, looked it up the other day. That's hilarious, man. Term, apparently. Oh, I'm sure it is. Oregano. 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 I love it. So I had about, a, about a, an eighth of oregano, and I threw it in um, a pan with some oil, and I like kept it at a really, really low heat. I simmered it for about like an hour, if not probably more than that. I really stayed on top of it, stirring it, stirring it, stirring it, stirring it with this wooden spoon. Once I got done with that, I ended up uh, mixing the cookie dough that I bought at the store, pre-made cookie dough, mm-hmm. and I rolled balls of that up in the oil. And I just, just infused the oil with the cookie, just kind of like mashed it together all together, just made it like in, all between my fingers and everything. Yeah. And they created the, the, they created the balls out of those. You were high when you did it, huh? I made about uh, three huge candy, or th- uh, cookies, three huge ones. I mean, we're talking like, you know, what, maybe four inch in, in di- diameter. I mean, like, these are pretty big. Damn. Yeah, they were pretty round. So I had one, and then I waited about a half an hour, 45 minutes, and nothing was going on. And I thought, all right. And I'm by myself this night, you know. And I'm just kicking back. And like like an hour, a little bit more than an hour went by. I'm like, ah, man, it should have already hit me, man. This sucks. I, I fucked up, man. You know, that's, that's not going to work. So I ended up eating another cookie. It's still about half an hour went by, nothing. Even 45 <laughs> minutes went by. Almost two hours went by. Nothing went, Nothing was happening. And then finally, a little bit after two hours, I finally started feeling something, right? I'm like, all right, you know. <laughs> this is good. Feeling a little wave. Something happened going on. I was like, it's been two hours. I've already had two. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have the third one. Might as well use the third one. <laughs> so I had the third one. And I ended up sitting on the couch, like moving back and forth. Like as my body was like moving back away from the couch and then back against it. Like I was waving back and forth. <laughs> but, yet I, but yet I was stuck to the back of the couch the whole time. <laughs> It was a, it was the first time I ever like actually Googled marijuana overdose. <laughs> I got nervous. I got really scared. I, I really got scared. And it made me nervous. I was super paranoid. And I don't know what to do. But I started looking online and I started Googling all these little stories and I started feeling better about myself because <laughs> it's scary shit. Because yeah, everyone's like, You can't OD, you can't OD, just let it let let it go by. Yeah. Just let it let it let it fly. It shall pass. Right, exactly. So that was my experience <laughs> with uh and now I know how to feel when I eat something and I know not to panic. That's the yeah. whole problem is because once you start panicking right. and you, you don't turn back to the, the, the positive side, yeah, there's yeah. no going back. Nope. None. You're gone. Yeah, You're it's done. Like, it's I like mean, it's no different an acid. acid trip. Yeah, right, you exactly. Know. Once it hits your lips. Yeah. It's, it's because done. once you convince yourself that that's what's happening, you know, I mean, unless it's your best friend that you love and trust and everything that you're only going to listen to them, that's going to yeah. convince you of otherwise. Because you know, I've done that before. Like, the milk trick always would work for me. It convinced them. Oh, okay. Wow. I mean, you come with uh, instructions, though, don't you? Huh? You come with instructions, though, don't you? What, my edibles? Yeah. Only Dude, have a bite. I had fucking three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a full uh, cookie of yours. It was a two hundred milligram cookie. Yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were really good, man. I mean, it was like perfect. It was like a, enough to know when you take them to not plan on anything. You know what I mean? Kick back at home and do it. You know, that's all. This, is, this isn't eat and and be sociable and go out in places. You know, what I mean? unless someone's driving you. You, you know. It's not reward for a reason. Right. There's you know? there's reasons for that. The common <laughs> yeah, sense. Seriously. But the, the common sense I think gets overlooked from a lot of people when they say, you know, they don't uh, understand that this or you just gonna get stoned and veg out and do nothing. It's like you don't understand. It's like you know, we we're smarter than you think. 
You know, yeah. give us more credit than that. And I don't think they are. And I think what they have to do is understand that they're, they're wrong in that. And, and, and making them understand that they're wrong in that is the, is the fight, is the fight to really let everyone say or everyone let it go and say, just give us our ball back. Seriously, it's annoying because it's a freedom we're fighting for and we're living in the country of freedom and yet we're denied our freedom every single day. (laughs) Well, rock and roll is good medicine, so we're going to rock it up with uh, some uh, music from Snake City Playboys. This is another band from here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's rock and roll. That's the name of the tune. Rock and roll is good medicine. So take a listen to this. We'll come back and I promise you the swinger lifestyle is up next, and we'll talk some porno music or not as well. So uh, thanks for playing. We'll be back. You're going global with gas. Men. <laughs>
Next. Have any of you had sex or masturbated in the past 24 hours? Well, I guess I'm out because I had sex last night with a girl. <clears throat> That's nice.
Yes, the pleasure victims with uh, good girls uh, don't do porn. That's a dope song. <laughs> yeah. right you like that, man? I do too, man. I really I love dig those chicks. She's so fucking cool. Yeah, she like is. Singer. They're all really cool, actually. Uh, the Pleasure Victims is the name of the band from Phoenix, Arizona. Actually, I'm going to be working with them pretty soon. <clears throat> We're going to be putting together a show in a few uh, months or so, and uh, they're, they're definitely going to be on it. So I really dig all those people. I love the band. Yeah, they're good people. So, all right. Well, enough of that. But uh, how about the porn? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yo. That's what we're here for, isn't it? What category? Uh, well, well, before we get to the porn, though, because we have about 15 minutes <clears throat> before we get out, and uh, Vicar's with us, and very enlightening, by the way, with uh, your knowledge on the drug code segment we do, uh, it's because, you know, you're, you're, part of the, you're part of the solution, you know? You are. You're part of the solution so. of, uh, of what, uh, what uh, the world is turning into, you know? I saw a uh, thing about uh, Tommy Chong actually said, you know, he's like, I predicted this a long time ago. It's like, weed's going to save the world. And you know what? He's right, man. I mean, it's a, it's a very sustainable plant. There's a lot of things you can do with it that will make life a lot better for a lot of people. I just saw like yeah. a battery-powered after a marijuana battery-powered uh, charger thingy. I don't know. I saw that online somewhere. But, I mean, they're turning... Energy from weed, they're making plastic really? from it. Yeah, making, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of stuff on it. Thing. And uh, the, uh, the story we were talking about earlier about what the government was doing about uh, our, our assets at civic for- forfeiture, right? Uh, yes, that is correct. Civil forfeiture is the program that is now being essentially eliminated. Right. Okay. And uh, how, how big was it? Uh, it was a 2.5 billion dollar program as wow. far as the profits that the state and government. Uh, agencies would receive when seizing property under the assumption that it was involved in a crime. Mm. Obviously, assumption being the key word. Yeah, and that's the, they use that to their advantage. It's so easy to assume. You make an ass well, out that's of you uh, and me. Right, exactly. That's uh, everything. We all love assuming. I, mean, that's I what, learned that in the third grade. Nancy Grace's number <laughs> one profession. She's the best assumer in the world. So I mean, but the, a lot of people are because you know with the whole the whole legalization of uh, marijuana is it's unknown. We don't know what's going to happen <clears throat> in a sense. So you got the the test of uh, Colorado and Washington working, and uh, we only time will tell. And right now, so far, Colorado is passing with an A plus. Yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm very like you know confident. We'll be yeah. all right. It'll all be. And uh, you were talking about football players. Something like that? Well, this was a while ago when they had first uh, passed it back in uh, in Colorado. How the coaches were urging the players to smoke instead of drink because they wouldn't next day show up with a freaking hangover. <laughs> right, you know, so. they would just be there. Right, you exactly. Know? <laughs> like, yeah, it helped their body as well. Yeah, I mean... Drinking is going to hurt it. Why would an athlete drink in the first fucking place? Right, <laughs> yeah, I know, makes right? no sense to Especially me. nowadays. Like, back <sighs> in the day, it was fine. I mean, having a beer on the on the bench was normal. Yeah, but not the binge drinking that they do now. Yeah, uh, right, it was, well, that's how different our times are. Back yeah. then, it was okay. It was, it was socially acceptable mm-hmm. to be drunk on the on a bench. You know, that was Babe Ruth and stuff like that, you know? They weren't in shape. <laughs> they didn't care. Yeah. Even the early football players probably had a keg on the sidelines, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So now that everything is so like down to the medicine and the uh, the actual, your left hand needs to be at a certain angle to lift this weight right to get the proportional muscle growth out of this, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> with all we know, with all we know about human performance, you know, they should know better to, in today's world. Right, exactly. All right, enough of that. Let's move on. All right. Thank you guys for uh, being a part- participant in that program, uh, the drug code. And uh, I'm going to talk about sex. I want to talk about Vicar and his. His swinger lifestyle here, because you are someone who's lived it for uh, quite some time now. Was uh, before we, we get going, I want to know your involvement in it. Was it something you seeked out, or was it something you stumbled onto? I was very 
sexually insecure before I moved out here. I hadn't been with very many women and just, I don't know, like I knew I had something to offer, but it was just like, I didn't feel secure with how I offered it. I don't, I don't know. So of course there was a lot of chubbies at first. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, this is, but this is part of the life. So how did you get into the lifestyle? Then? Uh, getting onto adult friend finder. That was it. That yeah, was your right. intro. And right. that was within three months of that. I'd met someone who I could do a porno with. Um, and I have a porno on donmariesdream.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was six years ago. Yeah. God. So what was your what was your profile on that? What oh, did you God. state on there? Did you state I, you wanted to play with everybody? Yeah, I mean it was it what I I mean what I find is most men just lie and there are very few that tell the truth, and I'm just honest. Right. I want my dick sucked. I want to come <laughs> on your face, I want to put it in your ass. I you know, this is what I want. If you don't want to give that to me. Next page or next person. Maybe yeah. we should tell like, listeners right now that we are uh, going to be discussing some topics that might be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit just got real. <laughs> <laughs> there, well, the, 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 there is a disclaimer to start the show, so we're yeah. safe on that. Right? <laughs> we don't need another disclaimer. We just at least warn them. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it's like, yeah, I, you know, yeah, exactly. Before we uh, get into the two, I mean, I think we've kind of already done that anyway, but just so you know, here, listen to this. This program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Okay. I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> Continue on about coming on faces and, <laughs> and asses. Well, you know, I, I, like at first it was like, what chubby girl can I find to do the freakiest fucking thing with? Because they're all normally the freakiest girls because yeah, they're they willing are. to do anything because they can't get it from anyone. So they'll do so anything. So you have to post to it online to let, that. to let everyone yeah. know this is what I want. Well, I mean, in most of those sites, it's what are you into if that's what you're into. Like it's normally if you have a certain fetish, that's why those sites are there. It's like mm-hmm. certain people, like they just want to please that little right. fetish that they have. Right. I used to be big, big, big into finding, because uh, I, I love the freaking, uh, where, where I'm the daddy dom, and I have my little girl who does anything <laughs> I want, like the whole kind of <laughs> like uh, Mr. Gray type of thing, you know, uh, very dominating. Yeah, and, yeah, running and, the show. Yeah, and but then I went through my submissive phase as well, you know, where I'd meet older women who would take care of me, and y- y- you know, and... Then I started upgrading and you realizing... Just didn't wanna, you didn't want to limit yourself. That's one yeah, thing. I, I mean... Uh, you wanted uh, all like, flavors. I had, like, had sex with maybe four girls by the time I moved here eight years ago. I've had sex with almost 200 women by now. From, <laughs> from that site alone? With only, well, that site, probably 120. And the outside yeah. of that, you, you're running And around. then now, like, meeting real women. Because I don't go to bars. It's just who I meet, you know? Right. And if they like me. And I, I don't push things either. Like, right. I'm not the guy... Like whipping my dick out or trying to kiss them or yeah, you know, you're not like, aggressively you know, horny. Like I know, yeah, I know mm. what a woman wants. Like they almost want you to not want them because they want you more. Hmm. Yeah, they're very complicated <laughs> species. Because I mean, the chase is like well, the chase is that because you can't you can, right because if you're uh, what, what other because we just had a show last week about dating. Uh, Heather Mae Jones wrote a book called "Fuck the Double Standard in Dating," and you can go check that out online. On, on the archives, but uh, do that on your own time. But we had a really good discussion about uh, about meeting people in, in public and you know and and the online dating sites as well. Is that so women get inundated with messages from guys? It's very difficult to stand out. <clears throat> so if you know if if God forbid or you know they should actually contact you once without you ever talking to them, then bonus. But that's rare and it's never it doesn't happen very often. Did you get approached by a lot of women? Without approaching them? Yes. You did? Yes. See, that's very rare. So you must have really written something good. Yes, because I, I don't know what it is. I mean, uh, 
I, I don't beat around the bush. I know what I want. You know, I'm not going to fucking bullshit you. You know, if I'm sleeping with other women, you're going to, and especially if I'm some fucking site like that, it's expected that you're just not monogamous or you're monogamous or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and I was perfectly all right with that. Like, I used to meet uh, couples, hang out, smoke a joint with the fucking husband, and then take his wife home and fuck her the, all weekend. Like, and that Crazy. was just cool. And you would stay with them that weekend? Yeah, they'd, I, they'd either invite me over to their house because I'd be like the extra guy. You know, like, I never was in a full-on threesome with, you know, another dude. I couldn't do that shit. I, I, my threesomes with other women sucked ass, too. Yeah. <laughs> I've had two threesomes with, ugh, like, two, let's say, two fives don't make a ten. See, I want to know what's going on. <laughs> Arthur, what's going on in your mind right now? You know, I've, you know, I've never had a threesome, but. I never had either. I came close a couple times. You know, it's I'm, hard. It is, yeah. You get started. They get both have to like each other, and they can't get jealous. Like, I mean, there's, there can't be any right. jealousy. But yeah. the husband wife is a better deal with that, kind of because y you get a buddy and you get to fuck his wife at the same time. Uh, <laughs> but what's man, the... you want to play Xbox later? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, dude. I mean, like this when guy the is that with... cool with you. Yes, I mean, I mean that is that is the swinger culture. He doesn't know? care. I mean, no, when, and the, the the porno I did, the, it was the husband filming me fucking his wife. Right. Like, and it's like awesome. It turns them on, yeah. right? Right. And, and there's a lot of cuckold situations where dudes who have extremely tiny penises are are shamed, but they love it. <laughs> and you know, it's a like whole these, world these for huge me, man. fucking big black cock dudes come in <laughs> and ream these tiny little white girls, and then these dudes will wear these uh, like like penis ball gags or so. I don't know what the, <laughs> fuck, what the fuck it is but they yeah, right. constrict their dicks so they can't like come or enjoy it. it's so what? dude the things I know about porn and all this is but is that ridiculous. something you only know about or do you actually witness that uh I haven't witnessed that one yet no. <laughs> what no. about glory holes or what about haven't uh, seen a glory hole yeah, yeah I've, I've heard about it all the right, time but right. I'm not in the mood to not know who the <laughs> hell is on the other side uh, let what me see disease they have and more than likely going to be a male half the time. Right, right. You know? <laughs> like, don't want I, I that. Mean, you know, I mean, and, and that's what's the most disgusting part. Like the truckers who go into that. stalls like that, they're that. like, well, that's the whole fun in it. You don't know. Hell no. Shit. Fuck no. It's even better when they ain't got no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, no. Wow. God, pushing no. the limit. Man, we are pushing the limit here. We're also <laughs> pushing, the, well, we're pushing the limit of the show time because we're just about out. So I, I will shame. That's what the vicar's for. What I'll do is I will shame myself for not starting this conversation earlier. Oh, shit. <laughs> But you are most welcome back. I'll come and, back next week. And you could come back a little earlier. Maybe I could maybe I could bring Heather Mae Jones back on with me with you. That would be a blast. Uh, oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, her she's she's into casual dating. That's what she does, you know. Interesting. Yeah. And that's different than swingers, obviously. But uh Yeah, because so that means she whoever she's dating, she keeps that person by her and then goes to another person. Right, exactly. And, and you know, they don't know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and I like I mean I've had women who like I mean, this is an interesting thing. Women who won't kiss me, right? They'd rather just suck my dick. They they won't fucking kiss me. Right. They right. won't hug me. They won't kiss me. They they're all right with putting my penis in their mouth. Right. Though. Oh yeah. Okay. They down with the get down. <laughs> you know, wow. and it's just like, and they're like, oh, that's too much of a relationship for me. Yes. Yeah, like, well, yeah. That's the yes. This is the plan. We're gonna we're uh, we're gonna have you back on, and uh, we're gonna try to get maybe some uh, swing other swingers in here. Okay. Maybe we can find. <laughs> We need to find some hot girls is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. <laughs> find some more you know, girls you know, for me to show some a... lessons to. Exactly. Fuck around and have an orgy in here. Vickers, th thanks for coming on.
on, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I, absolutely. Uh, author Hamilton II. Thank you so much. Tell people where they can find you online. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Comedian Arthur Hamilton II, or um, just Comedian Arthur Hamilton, or you can find me on Instagram, uh, King Arturo. That's K-I-N-G-A-R-T-U-R-O, and the number's 818 on Instagram. You can find me on there. <laughs> or even on YouTube, Comedian nice, Arthur man. Hamilton. There you go, man. And uh, Carl the Inter, thank you. For sure. All right, before we go, uh, I promised a little sober porn tonight. So here's your uh, soap or porn. Is it soap, opera, or is it a porn movie? We're in the middle of the restaurant. I know. I know. Look, the restaurant is closed. Soap opera. Soap opera. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. We're in the middle of the restaurant. I know. I know. Look, the restaurant is closed. That, kinda, that oh. one kind of sucks, man. I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. The audio sound like shit. All right, here, one more. I'm stuffed. Yeah, the food was really very good. Thank you, Miss Knox. Lucinda. And actually, the food is better than I can remember. Must be that whole brush with death thing. I hear it can make everything better. Food. Sex. Soap opera. Soap opera, Vicar? I say porn. You say porn? <laughs> yeah. Carl? <laughs> porn. Porn. And the answer, it is... Damn. That's from Spider Babe. All right, guys. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great weekend. Don't forget to check us out at voiceamerica.com, Variety Channel. It is the uh, Going Global with Gas Man show. And uh, there's a little ding for you. You guys enjoy your Saturday. We'll talk to you next weekend. Same time, 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific time. It's time to go. Have a good one, everyone. (laughs)